Hey love, welcome to the show. So excited that you're here. Today, my guest is Stephanie Hodges. So Stephanie wrote The Daniel Fast Journey, which is an incredible book that also happens to be free on Amazon. The ebook version is free this week only, literally through tomorrow. So definitely head down to the link, grab this free ebook. So Stephanie has her master's in nutrition and exercise science, and also a ton of experience working in ministry. And in today's episode, what we talk about is the concept of endurance in our physical health journey, in our mental health journey, and just this life of well-being, creating a life of well-being, and how to really foster your mindset to be in it for the long haul. Also, I've been spending a lot of time these last few weeks trying to get even more clear as to what is on your heart, how I can serve you best, and what you need from me this year. So if you're interested in sharing some of that with me, head down, enter the giveaway. The first week of March, I will be announcing the winner. Hey love, welcome to the show. I'm Devani. I've been in the mental health field for about five years and I have my master of social work. Every episode, you'll hear faith and psychology-based mindset and emotional wellness tools to help you start taking better care of yourself, feeling more present in your life and your business, and creating your life by design. Let's dig in. Well, most importantly, I'm a mom of three. I have three elementary age kids and they are my whole world. Um, I live in Texas, but I grew up uh, as an army brat all over the place. I lived overseas. I lived in a bunch of different states, uh, but I landed in Texas where I ended up getting really into, um, well, and actually had been since high school, really fascinated by fitness and wellness and holistic health. So while I was in college, I got certified to be a group fitness instructor and a personal trainer um, and ended up going and getting a master's in nutrition and exercise science and just have always been really fascinated with holistic health. Uh, but also along the way, I, I became really involved in my church and ended up going on staff there. And that was for a period all total of seven years doing a lot of different things. Uh, but at the end, I was in the communications department and helping um, with all things related to the, the service production website, social media, all kinds of fun things like that. So that has been my whole busy world. Um, and then also most recently last year, I wrote a book on the Daniel Fast. Um, and that has been something that has been many years kind of in the making and blogging on the side, uh, but that finally released in December, 2020. That's so exciting. And that's such a huge accomplishment. Cause I know there are probably so many listeners who have writing a book on their heart, but actually making it happen is that's such an accomplishment. So congratulations on that. So excited. Thank you so much. Awesome. So would you like to share one of your favorite verses related to what we're going to be talking about today, which our overall guide for our conversation is going to be endurance and something that yeah. Stephanie and I have chatted about briefly so far is just that we live in a culture that is really focused on the right now, like the quick fixes, the instant gratification. And so I asked her to find one of her favorite verses related to this topic. So if you'd care to share. Yes. Well, this comes right out of the beginning of James and he just opens up saying, consider it joy when you encounter trials, my friends. Uh, but then in verse four, he says, let 
endurance have its perfect results so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And another translation says, let perseverance finish its work so that we may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And I just think that's what we deep down crave. Like we want that completeness. Um, we want to live our lives and feel alive and thriving and not just surviving day to day. Uh, but the, the thing that's counterintuitive, like you were saying, is we want the quick fix to get to what we want. But really, the way we get there is through that long path of endurance. It's yeah. small daily choices. It's day by day. It's enduring the times that are hard or difficult or maybe just boring so you can get to that result that you're looking for. Yes. Like getting in and really, I love how you said really the things that come in the day by day and the things that start to feel mm -hmm. monotonous to us, or if we're not seeing a result quick enough, things like that. So powerful. I love that so much. So today, yeah, we're going to be talking about endurance and really setting that intention to be in it for the long haul. So what are some of the big things that come up for you when we were kind of brainstorming and decided on talking about this topic, like just the topic of endurance? What are some things that are coming up for you or that came up for you? Yeah, well, I think when we look back at history and we talk about um, in the Bible, and this is something I have mentioned other places, but the Bible is using metaphors of agriculture, not industry. Industry is, okay, I need to make, you know, 20 widgets in the shortest time possible. I can be more efficient. I can raise my productivity. I can get more done in less time, I'm constantly trying to achieve for that production. And now we're even in a phase of technology where it's with the skim of my phone, I should be able to have access to anything I want immediately. But if you go way back and you consider agriculture, there is a inarguably uh, waiting that has to happen. Planting seeds, and then it's gonna take time to grow. There's no way to speed up that process. And then along the way, you can't just leave those seeds alone. You gotta tend to it. You have to water them. You have to make sure they're getting the light, the fertilizer, the food, they're getting nurtured along the way. And they're gonna grow how they're gonna grow in their own time. There's nothing that you can do to speed that up. And I think there are so many special things in our lives. Like when you think about your relationships with other people, it's great if there's an instant spark, but to maintain that over time, it requires that investment. Uh, and the same thing is true with projects, whether that's building a business or it's um, getting better health or it's your career or it's your family, like whatever that is, there's not always a way to speed that up or get that instant result. It's for the long haul. And I think that's something that it, I have to remind myself of that all the time. <laughs> I'm an impatient person by nature um, and I wanna get it right away, but it's just remembering day by day um, to make those right choices that are ultimately gonna have the payoff. And what I'm hearing from you is that really anything fulfilling, like anything that we hear is fulfilling in the word, right? Like relationships, fulfilling our purpose, like really running after our calling, like all of these fulfilling pieces that are really what are going to fuel our hearts and that are really mm -hmm. going to fill us up. And the things that God is really calling us to nurture 
are things that are going to take time are things that are going to take. I love how you said, like, you can't just leave it. Like you can, right. You can create it and you can plant it, but then it takes that tending, the watering, the nurturing. And that's what I'm hearing when you're talking is that it's like anything Mm -hmm. fulfilling that is really genuinely going to fill us up is, is going to take this time and that endurance. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that metaphor too, of just the industry versus agriculture. And it's so interesting to think about that shift and how that shifted our perspectives. And we've mm-hmm. never experienced that, right? At least, you know, I haven't experienced, I, I barely grow plants and keep my plants alive. So, <laughs> you know, I haven't experienced that too much where it's like, thinking about that time of life where that's just what you were used to. You were used to having to wait. You were used to putting in that effort before you see the reward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think on a really practical level, like when we do talk about our health, that's the decision we have to make for that. Um, and whether it's mental health and knowing that you're going to have good days and bad days, mm-hmm. uh, but that doesn't mean that you give up. It means you're embracing the good and the bad side by side and continuing to work and show up and press forward. Um, and on a practical physical level, like we all know this, you know, I work with so many people who they want to get healthier and they want to lose weight or get in shape, whatever it is. But the truth is most people know what to do. They know that they shouldn't have a candy bar for a snack. They should have an apple for a snack. They know they shouldn't just sit on the couch. They know they should go outside and go for a walk or exercise. So like knowing what you're supposed to do is not really the battle. The battle is actually getting up and doing it. Because why? Because you don't see an instant result. It feels better to eat the candy bar and sit on the couch in the moment than it is to get up and do the exercise and sweat and maybe be sore the next day. Um, And we all know that mentally, like that's not a like revelation to anyone, I I don't think, but it is shifting your mindset to the long-term. It's like, I'm going to have to do this day by day by day. And it's not always going to feel good as I do it. Uh, but the the long term thing might be, hey, my cholesterol went down. Now I don't have to take medication. Um, but it's not going to happen after just that first walk or just um, that first healthier meal. It's the accumulation of all those little daily choices that ultimately have the payoff. And so it's setting your sight for the long term when you're thinking about endurance. It's here's going to be the ultimate result. I won't see it and feel it day by day, but at the end. Either I'm going to end up um, on path A, where I'm going to be healthier, where I'm going to have energy, where I'm going to be able to play with my kids and my grandkids, or it's going to be B, I'm on a bunch of medications, um, I'm not feeling well. And, and this is where, you know, so much of what you talk about with mental health, the physical, mental, spiritual health is so strongly connected. And we really can't just treat one in isolation. Um, they're all going to affect each other. Yeah, that's so powerful. And I, I loved that you addressed the fact that so many of us, it's just so true. And I found myself talking about this with someone recently that it's like, we, a lot of us do know, like we know it's rarely from a lack of information, right? It's rarely Mm -hmm. from a lack of information, but it's really getting yourself to be able to take that consistent long-term action. And it sounds like a really practical tip that people can take away from that, like a little nugget would be really looking at the trajectories of both options. And it doesn't need to be a black or white scenario. It doesn't need to be like, oh, I'm either super healthy or I'm super unhealthy. It doesn't need to be, you know, 
that vastly different, but at least exploring what that looks like, like pulling out your journal and drawing out what, what could this look like? These two different options, what I'm doing now versus what I would like to be doing. Even just using those two prompts and drawing that out, I think could be Mm -hmm. so helpful because tuning into the long-term is definitely a really amazing practice to use. Do you have any other tips if someone is like, I know what I need to be doing. And this could be, again, this could be, you know, mentally or physically, Mm -hmm. whatever comes up for you. I know what I need to be doing and I'm just not doing it. Do you have any tips for someone who's listening? Who's like that? Yeah. Well, this is not new either, but accountability and support is so important. Um, you need to have someone around you that is holding you accountable to that. And hopefully it is the people in your own household, because that can be very hard to fight if you guys aren't all on the same page about what you're doing. Um, but it can be strangers on the internet (laughs) sometimes can be just such a great support, whatever community that is, that will keep that in front of you and encourage you um, on those down days for whatever it is. And so I actually always made this comparison to um, my self-publishing group that I joined to write my book, because for me, my struggle wasn't necessarily, uh, working out. It's just something I have done for so long. It would be like telling me, you know, Oh, just don't sleep. It's like, no, I have to. It's something I do every day. It's something my body needs. And I know how much better you are in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And it's part of my rhythm. But for me, writing the book is a different story. Um, And so maybe some people can relate on that. It's like, you can get in that perfection paralysis where you're like, well, I better wait until I can really get it right or really make sure I'm going to have enough time every day for weeks on end. Uh, But the hardest part is to just get down and write every day. And so when I invested in that, that self-publishing course and community, I put down a good bit of money to hold myself accountable. <laughs> and then not only did I have a social support around me in writing, but I had also made that investment. And I always compared it into my mind as like, this is why people buy personal training. You know, it's so easy to find a free workout on the internet. You can go to Pinterest, you can go to YouTube, you could have free workouts for days, but why would people still buy a personal trainer? It's for the accountability. Cause you know, I've invested in this. Um, so I need to, to follow through with it now I have to. So having that, that social support and that accountability is so important. And then I also want to go back to something you said, which is it doesn't have to be an extreme black or white. And that's where a lot of people fall into a trap because they, they have a mindset of, I need to have a program and then I have to follow it perfectly. And if I'm not perfectly following this program, then I might as well give up altogether. Um, And we have to get out of that mindset, which is just, again, it it goes back to that perfect performance or following the plan, being able to measure and account for everything versus the more organic path. That's more of a journey that just says some days I'm going to get it right. And some days I'm not, but no matter what, I'm going to continue forward. So good. I I was talking recently with someone who was getting started on kind of a weight loss journey. And I was talking with her because her heart was to make this part of her lifestyle. And so mm-hmm. that's something that we talked about a lot is that I think, and again, this can be related to, you know, creating self-care routines. This can be related to working out, to sleeping more, like what, to setting boundaries, to anything. But it's like, allowing it to become part of your lifestyle and integrating it into who you are, like how you are with your workouts. Yeah. That's just part of what you do. That's just your life. And so you don't even think about it anymore, but, but allowing us to 
have that view when we go into creating something new, when we're creating a new habit, a new practice, a new way of thinking, Mm -hmm. allowing it to be like coming into it with how you've been sharing like this, this like open approach of I'm going to try this and I'm going to do my best and I'm going to continue forward Mm -hmm. no matter how much I stumble, no matter how difficult it is, rather than what I think I see a lot of people doing, which you mentioned also is like, you come in and you're gung ho, like I'm going to do this every day for five hours a day. And it's like this whole lifestyle overhaul, which can feel really overwhelming and then not realistic. And then you inevitably fail because it's not realistic. And then we just don't do it at all versus creating a more, you know, realistic approach or just something that's really more integrating it into your lifestyle versus this. Does that make sense? I feel like that was absolutely no. And I think too, you know, we're both talking about weight loss and I just think it's such a, it's a constant thought in most people's minds and our culture kind of feeds into that is that you can sit down and watch TV and see five different commercials for food to eat and order and fast food and all these great looking things. But then at the same time, you're saying, um, oh, well, here's, you need to lose weight. You need to tone up. You need to look at all these perfect people um, and look like them. And so I think that we're driven sometimes by the wrong motive in our weight loss. And it's coming out of this negative place versus seeing our bodies as not something that we're trying to fight against. And I think sometimes it turns into that with food and our eating habits is that I have got to get this body of mine to do what I want it to do. And I've got to hold on to my willpower and eat this really specific way so that I can finally be this weight or I can finally look like this. Um, And then that's such a negative spin cycle that we can get into that's so unhealthy because everyone's body is so unique, so unique. And sometimes what we're seeing in media, or I would say probably most of the time what we're seeing in media is not realistic for the average person. Um, And so that comparison can be so deadly to us in truly embracing uh, the path of God has created you exactly like you're supposed to be. We do have choices. We do have that free will. So, so what are we choosing? Are we choosing the best for our body? Are we choosing to nurture our body? Or are we filling it with junk food that's going to make us feel bad? It's going to make us feel bad, not only physically, but it's going to affect us mentally. We're going to be sluggish. We're going to not have energy. Um, it can give you mood swings and all these other things. And so if we can shift our mindset around, why, why do we need to look like that person? Why do we have to be that size? pants? Why do we have to weigh that number on the scale? Like who said, (laughs) who, who told us that that was the ultimate goal. Um, but if we can stop trying to strive so hard for that specific result and think more about the why behind what we're doing, um, and how our choices are affecting us and to really honor our bodies and realize this has been created by God. We are body, soul, and spirit. And so our body isn't this like unholy less than thing that we just have to put up with. It's amazing how, when we can nurture ourselves from a wellness perspective and a health perspective, not an appearance perspective, and how much that can shift the way we feel in all areas. That's so good. And something I'm thinking about too, that's totally along the lines of what you just mentioned is thinking about what are the benefits that I want to receive 
And like you said, the why, like, why do you want to eat better? Why do you want to sleep more? Why do you want to create that new routine? Like, what is the why? What are the positive benefits that you want to experience versus like you mentioned, you know, oh, I want to lose weight or I want to, you know, I'm so sorry, my dog in the background, life, right. <laughs> but thinking about the positives and like, what do I want to gain? Like there are so many positive benefits of these amazing practices that we want to have, but rather than focusing on, oh, wow, I want to feel I want to feel more positive. I want to feel like I'm taking better care of myself. I want more energy. I want all of these things. We're focusing on, oh, well, I don't want this, or I Mm -hmm. don't want that. Or I, like you said, I feel like I need to look this certain way. And so I love that that's, and like you've been saying, like, this is all interrelated because then it can, we can go into the mind and what are we thinking about? What are we, why do we feel like we need to look a certain way or, you know, have these practices. And I think too, when we are coming from this space of wanting to take care of ourselves, like you said, from this wellness, well-being space of, I want to take care of myself better. I want to be a stronger, more energized, healthier vessel, mind, body, spirit, Mm -hmm. right. To pursue my calling versus, oh, well, I don't want to do this. I don't want to feel this. It's just going to be so much more successful but also so much more enjoyable. Like the journey is so much more enjoyable when you're thinking of how can I take care of myself today versus, oh my gosh, I ate a whole bag of Cheetos and now I need to burn it off and all of that pressure. It's so much more enjoyable to have this holistic perspective that you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So something else that you had mentioned that I kind of want to go back to is the perfection paralysis. <laughs> if you're comfortable sharing on that a little bit. So I think, oh, I, think I know all about that. <laughs> I think most of us do. And I think a lot of my listeners do as well. So if you have any just suggestions off, you know, off the top of your noggin of, you know, per- perfection paralysis, getting into this place of like, I don't even want to try because right. And whether that's conscious or unconscious, like they might not even realize that that's what's happening. I don't even want to try because I might fail, but all of those things, like, do you have any tips on that when we're kind of like paralyzed? Like we know what we're being called to do, but feeling kind of paralyzed and actually taking action. Yes. Well, one thing that is a mantra that, or mantra that I repeated to myself constantly, and I still have to is done is better than perfect. Done is better than perfect. (laughs) And it's, um, if you're using that journey metaphor as well too, it's like either you are sitting at the front of the path and you're just sitting and sitting and waiting until you think you can uh, get all the way to the end in the exact right way, or you're taking steps. And if you do nothing, you will sit there day after day, still at the start, still at the start versus you might take a couple steps. You might take a couple stumbles. You might have a pause along the way, but at least you have made some progress forward. And this is where, again, that comparison trap is so deadly uh, because if I'm sitting around looking at people who have, you know, beautiful social media feed and it's so lovely and every day they're posting something original, um, that can cause me to say, well, I'm not even going to post at all because I can probably only post once this week and it's not that good and I haven't really figured reels out yet, or you can just do it. And so it's constantly uh, just reminding yourself of that is done is better than perfect because guess what? Nobody's perfect. 
and nothing is perfect. So that's where you wait and you wait and you wait. Um, and then you can really miss out on a lot of good things. So, so just re- constantly reminding yourself of that and not comparing yourself to other people. You can only do your best. That's so good. And I think that relates to our, our overall theme of endurance as well is you're running your race. Like you're running the race that God has you running Mm -hmm. and it's so hard. And I'm sure that everyone has heard this a million times. It's so hard when we see what other people are doing and when they're further ahead or whatever that looks like, we think they're doing it better or they're doing it the right way. And I'm doing it the wrong way. And I'm not seeing as much growth or as much success as they're seeing, but we have no idea what anything else on their journey has looked like. We have no idea what they've put in, what their experiences have been like, when they started, maybe they started before mm-hmm. us. We, we have no idea. And it's so, it just takes so much of our energy when we allow ourselves to go into those spirals versus yeah. being really intentional with noticing it and then just redirecting to what am I being called to do? How can I show up today? Done is better than perfect. And then allowing that space. And what I think is so important there too is control. Uh, because we can have this unhealthy control. It's like, well, I have to be able to control everything before I'm willing to do it. Um, and we have to realize, and this is part of our, our faith walk and just growing and knowing that God is sovereign. And sometimes there's going to be criticism. Sometimes there's going to be hardship. Um, in fact, we're told there will be, there will be trials. That's even the verse I shared at the beginning is consider it joy when you encounter those trials. And knowing that that grows your faith and it grows your endurance. And so rather than trying to run away from the things that are hard or negative or challenging, it's continuing forward through those things. And it's surrendering, surrendering that control to some extent to God. And I say to some extent, because then also we can't be so um, open-handed that we're like, well, I just, you know, what can I do? I'm nothing. And I, I have no control. It's like, well, you have a responsibility. And that's the healthy thing. And even in your thought life, um, you do have that ability to take responsibility for what you're thinking and how you're thinking and what you're doing and what you're choosing, right? But it is also taking all of those choices and all of those things and ultimately opening your hands up to God and saying, but God, your will be done. But God, you do what you want to do in my life. Because when you're trying to fight against that, and have that control all yourself with the clenched fist versus the open hand. And that's where you can really be struggling for a long, long time. Yes. And I think so many of my listeners can probably relate to that as I can definitely relate to that as well as a recovering perfectionist, recovering people pleaser. Like there's this desire to have control over whatever that is. And that can be a really difficult thing to move through. But like you said, that can create so much unnecessary struggle. And so I love that balance of, you know, here's what I want to happen. Here's, you know, like sharing your prayers in that way and then saying, but year will be done. And I think too, finding that balance of not, like you said, we're not, not doing anything right. But we're also not trying to do everything in our own power. And it's finding that balance too, in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a beautiful quote. By, I, I believe it's Augustine that says without God, I cannot, but mm-hmm. without man, God will not. And so it's, 
that, that beautiful thing of he has chosen for whatever reason to partner with us in what he wants to do. And at the end of the day, that's what all of this conversation I think about health and endurance and, and all comes around to is like, you have a greater purpose. And it's not just that you're focusing on yourself to feel good, but it is a first step. The greatest commandment Jesus said was love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind and all your strength. And so we take all those parts of our being and we submit those to God um, and make God first. And then he says, okay. And then the second one is like it, go love your neighbor as yourself. So we have to be in that place where we're so fully committed with every part of our being into loving God, into accepting his love, into accepting how he has created us to be. And then with that, whatever our purpose is and whatever it looks like, um, and not everybody's called to ministry, not everybody's called to go on the mission field. Some people are called to create uh, beautiful art or film or whatever it is, but what you're doing is impacting other people. That's so, so that's powerful. really why we're doing what we're doing. I love that. And I think that's such a powerful thing to remember as we're talking about endurance and the bigger picture and running the longer race rather than just needing things to happen right now and reminding yourself of that. There is a bigger picture and yeah, just so, so powerful to remind yourself, is there anything else on the topic of endurance that we feel we need to share well, I would share um, because I write so much about fasting. How does fasting come into this whole picture? And fasting is something that's been around, not just in the Christian tradition, but across most religious traditions have some form of fasting because it's really powerful. And it's really powerful because it's something that dissects your body, soul, and spirit when you're choosing to not eat, uh, whether that's a complete liquid fast or whether it's something like the Daniel fast or partial fast. Um, you have made this decision that I am not going to rely on what the world has to give or this physical food. I'm going to rely on spiritual food. I'm going to let God be both my full source and my full supplier during this time. And we are all so busy and we are all so full on our plates that the value comes in saying, I am actually going to force myself to pause at regular times. I have to force myself to pause. Otherwise life will just keep running by um, and I'll just get swept along in that current. But during those times when we're really uh, deciding, okay, for this period, however long that may be, God is my number one focus right now. I'm focused on strengthening uh, my spiritual man. And then I take my soul, I take my body, I put everything um, under that one main goal, which is what does God have to say about this? Um, and am I fully living my life for that one purpose to worship God? And so during that time, that can be really powerful in breaking down some of those habits. They might be mental habits. They might be physical habits, uh, whatever that may be. And so I look at it, you know, in that, along that journey, you have certain periods where you need to rest. You have certain periods where you need to sprint, uh, but you find this rhythm in your own life where you're making sure that you're taking those times where you say right now, I'm going to pause. Um, and I'm going to focus on what needs to be the main thing in my life. Can I reset my priorities during this time? Can I learn something new during this time? Um, and so that intentionality is so important. 
I love that so much. What would be some of your top tips if you have someone who comes to you and they're saying, you know, I've tried fasting before, or maybe I've done it once or twice, but what you're saying is so resonating with me. And I really would like to try it. What would you, what would be some of your guidance for them? Mm -hmm. I would say it's like anything start from where you are. So if you have never done any form of fasting before, or you did it and it was kind of a crash and burn, um, start with something small, start with a day or start with three days or start with a partial fast where it's, I am only going to eat these certain kinds of foods, only plant-based foods, whatever that looks like. And then during that time of fasting, the important thing is not to just focus on the food. And it's not just a focus on your hunger. That's not the point. It's not a diet. It's not a a test of willpower. (laughs) It's like, am I strong enough to do this? Um, It really is about drawing closer to God. So as much as you plan for what you're going to do physically, and you should plan that, you should um, prepare your body for that change, going cold turkey, especially if if you have any kind of health conditions or you take medication or, um, you're pregnant, any type of situation like that, you do need to check with your doctor first. And then it's all the more reason to be very gradual um, and very considerate about what you're doing. But as much as you're preparing yourself physically for fasting, prepare yourself spiritually for fasting, make sure that as much as you're taking away food, you're filling up spiritually. And that might look like extra time when in meditation on God's word, extra time studying God's word, extra time in prayer, journaling, all of those spiritual disciplines and that are so important for us. Those are as much a part of doing those things as it is to take away food while you're fasting. That's so good. And so helpful. So you're saying, to start where you are. And if you haven't done anything yet, start small, like maybe start with a day and even thinking about you could do, I'm assuming full on water was one of the options versus another option that you said was doing maybe just plant-based. So like Mm plant-based foods. So that would be fruits and veggies for a whole day or something like that. So the fast could look different. Sure. It could look like a liquid fast where you're doing smoothies and juices Um, But if you've never fasted before, a partial fast is wise, in my opinion, (laughs) when you're starting out. So you can just start to really recognize what your eating habits are, or it could be uh, by time of day where you have a window where you're only eating one or two meals a day versus eating three meals a day. So there's different forms of fasting that you can do. And and it's something as well that you pray about it before you do it. So there's plenty of resources out there. There's plenty of advice, but before you do anything at all, make sure you pray and say, okay, God, what is my motivation for doing this? It goes back to that again. It's like, did I hear about something that sounded really cool that someone else did, but what are you calling me to do? What makes sense for me right now? And I also want to throw in really quickly that if anyone is interested, go down to the show notes and head to her website because she has a ton of different resources for you guys. If you are interested in trying these, because I checked it out and there were like lots of different ways, right? Like Mm -hmm. lots of different tools and things that you have on your website. Yeah. And there's a 10 day Daniel fast meal plan. There's a 21 day Daniel fast meal plan. There's a link to the book, all of those types of things. And something that I'm loving too, that you just mentioned And this comes back to something that we already talked about is this idea that it doesn't have to be you're all in or you're all out. You're either totally Mm -hmm. successful or you're totally failing. 
we have like these, this way of thinking that just can be so drastic and it's, it's not that way. And so I love that you're saying, maybe you just have a window, right? Maybe you're trying intermittent fasting where it's, you have a 12 to eight window, a 12 to six window. Maybe you're doing smoothies for the day. Maybe you're doing just, you know, vegetables and fruit for the day, or maybe you're doing full on just water. I love that so much. And then I love that you said too, thinking about what are your spiritual practices going to be during that time and then getting really clear on what does that. So for me and how my brain works is I'm picturing, I would decide what the fast is going to look like, obviously after prayer Mm -hmm. and then write it out, writing it out, putting it somewhere this is how many days I'm doing. This is what I'm called to do. So I'm only going to use this window or I'm going to do smoothies or just making it really clear for yourself instead of, Mm -hmm. you know, praying about it and then not setting that intention, you know, firm enough or not getting that resolve enough to where you're actually going to commit and really follow through with it. So if you're going to set the intention, right? We need to follow through yes. unless obviously, yeah. you know, medical things come up or something like that. Listen to your body, but I'm talking about like mentally setting the intention and then really following through and seeing what God can do in that time. Absolutely. Yeah. It's always a really powerful time with the Lord when you're putting him first in that way. And he gives us that promise in scripture. He says, you will seek me. Uh, if you seek me, you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. And so we just know that going into it, that we're going to get more of him. uh, And that's what we're ultimately craving. Do you have a certain amount of time or like frequency that you would suggest for people? Cause I'm totally going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pray about this and do it myself. So I'm just curious, how often do you feel it's helpful for people to do? Well, I can tell you from my own experience, I started out fasting in January because the church fasted in January. And so that's that was a great start. Uh, but I think that there's more benefit to when you start making fasting a part of your rhythm. And that just might look different for everyone. But I, I think that doing it only once a year, um, it's not bad. It's good, but it could be even better. <laughs> it could be even better if you made that commitment throughout the year. And, you know, Fasting is something that is meant to be private between you and God. And and Jesus was clear about that. He said, when you fast, don't be on the street corner, looking sad, looking hungry. I'm paraphrasing here, but (laughs) making sure everybody knows that you're fasting and how miserable you are. You do it in your secret place so that your father sees you. And so that's where a lot of power comes where I'm not just fasting because it's the thing to do right now because everybody's fasting in January, but I have a really big decision to make or I really feel like I'm struggling in an area and fasting is that extra step. It's like that extra spiritual dynamite on top of prayer and all the things that I would normally do day in and day out. And the spiritual dynamite, that's going to give me a breakthrough. So I think that having it be part of your rhythm planned is really important so that you don't neglect it and realize, Oh no, I did just get back to January and I didn't fast again the rest of the year. But then it's also something to be open to. It's like when you're going through a very hard phase, fasting can really be a spiritual weapon um, in your hand. That's really important to remember during those times. So it's different for everyone. I know that uh, John Wesley, you know, with the founder of Methodism, he used to fast on Wednesdays and Fridays. And that was a big thing for total water, just water. 
-hmm. Wednesdays and Fridays, Wednesdays and Fridays, twice a week, every week. And so that would be an awful lot for most of us. It could given our current habits and our current lifestyle. Um, but it could look as much as there's a day every week that you fast to a day every month to maybe it's quarterly, but I would really encourage people to, to be open to remember that, Mm -hmm. that when you're going through that phase where you feel like uh, you're just having a lot of spiritual warfare or um, there's something coming up, don't forget to fast. So good. So good. And I think it's something that we don't talk about enough about the power of that. I love Mm -hmm. that. And it's like, lit this fire in me that I'm going to pray about and discern uh, how often, how often I need to be doing this as well. So it's something that we need to, yeah, I love it so much. So are there any last things that you want to mention? Any, any other like tips for people to get started or anything like that? We've really talked about a lot so far, but if there's mm-hmm. any last little nugget that you would like to add before we finish up. Well, one thing when it comes to wellness that I always want to mention to people is don't underestimate the power of sleep. And when it comes to wellness and our well-being, um, sleep is so important and it just helps us to maintain that steady pace. Um, and it also, when it comes to something like a period of fasting, it's extremely important that we're giving our body that rest when we're depleting it. And it's important all the time. Um, but along with sleep, it's this idea of rhythm because we know that out of 24 hours a day, we're supposed to be sleeping for eight, a third of that time. And our, our bodies need that rhythm all the time. We're not meant to be 24, seven, 365, always on a 10, always going. And we could be because we have a cell phone in our pocket and we have high-speed internet. And so we could go that pace all the time. It's totally possible. So we have to be disciplined um, to build rhythm into our lives because we're not meant to go all the time. And so we talked about fasting in the big picture of things. Um, And then on a day-to-day level, there's sleep. And then on a week-to-week and a month-to-month, we have to make sure that we're building in those times so that we can create a rhythm that's sustainable for us. So good. I talk so much about lifestyle on here and routines. And I think that's so powerful just to remember, like, what do those practices look like for you? So good. And yeah, with sleep, like sleep is going to impact the foods that you're craving, right? How you're going to care for yourself Mm -hmm. that next day. Sleep is going to impact your mood, your irritability, how patient you are with your kids or your partner or whoever you're working with. So huge. And again, something that, you know, I think we definitely could talk so much more about, but something Mm -hmm. so powerful just to have that little reminder. So thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you so much for being here. Where can people connect with you? Because you have so many amazing resources that they would definitely benefit from. The best place to go is to the website, danielfastjourney.com. Um, and I know you're going to link to that as well, because once you hit the website, you can find everything else. You can find Instagram and Pinterest and the book. Um, there's a devotional on the website that you can sign up for, as well as the meal plans that we talked about. Fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you. If you love this episode, it would mean so much to me if you headed down and left a rating and a review or take a screenshot and post it on Instagram and make sure to tag me. Thank you so much for being here, for spending your time with me, and I hope that you have a beautiful rest of your day.